0: Three, two, one, and we're back. It is January the 8th. We have had a great first week of the year. Hopefully, you guys have had as well. If you've not gotten your real estate treasure map done, aka your 2021 business plan done, please remember to text 2021 to 855 685 1045. Text 2021 to 855 685 1045. That is your fill in the blank business plan that all of you guys should at least have um, (laughs) printed out by now, hopefully. And it's going to be something that will help you decipher exactly what you should be doing every single day for the rest of the year to meet or exceed all your personal and financial goals. Um, I want to start out by talking, and Julie and I are going to get back to the topic we started yesterday, which was Julie's, uh, um, her powerful practices for top producing professionals. Anyway, so the topic is... Um, Something that we're going to get back to in a second. I wanted to touch on, Julie, a couple things that were in the news because I know people are mm-hmm. really talking about um, the politics of, and everything.
1: I'm glad I was just – you read my mind, yeah.
0: Okay. And mm-hmm. it's it's become sort of like this ridiculous, hard to ignore everywhere you look, uh, at least online, right? So sure. everywhere you turn, people are talking about all of this – stuff that happened in Washington, D.C. and all this, you know, supposedly, believe it or not, I don't know if you heard this, there's Mm -hmm. going to be a supposedly another impeachment. They're going to try to impeach Trump for like, I don't know, the 32nd time. I mean, all this stuff is going on and it's almost impossible, especially if you're tuned into all that, if you're in one of the sort of the major metropolitan areas, I know it's sort of an omnipresent, you know, low murmur hum and maybe recently it's almost a shrill voice in the background And I know it's difficult to basically know where to draw the line as far as where you're going to involve yourself in those conversations.
1: Yes. So, you know, you've got to remember that you create your reality and your best affirmation right now, as always, but especially in times like this, is if it's meant to be, it's up to me. You are in control. You make your market. You are here to be of service. So as long as you keep that focus, your head will stay screwed on straight and you will be of service. You'll be doing the transactions you need to do to meet or exceed your goals, because you'll be helping the amount of people you need to. If you get distracted, and I know, you know, Tim, you're right, it's omnipresent, and all people have to do is like go to their Facebook page or their social, and one of their friends is Walk gonna out be talking about door. it. out your door, I mean, just Walk everywhere. out your door, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're going, you can't totally escape it as much as you want to be media free, because we like to be media free, but we do. we're aware of what's going on in the world. But then you've got to say, okay, well, that happened. Now I'm in control of my day. How am I gonna make it the best day?
0: And most people are very bad at self-editing, right? In other words, they're not good at um, being media-free. They yeah. think that's their moral obligation almost to basically be tuned into whatever the latest news is. And really all that is, is it's mass manipulation. And I'm not being political. Never are we political on this podcast. And by the way, we're hopefully modeling, um, you guys should be maybe considering modeling your own behavior by what we do, because if we were to start start being partisan, how many people would we alienate? Well, I know exactly how many we would—half the listeners. Why would we do that? It's dumb. And do our political views have any bearing well, whatsoever? It's
1: completely irrelevant to what we're doing. It does, and it's, what you guys are doing too, as a matter of fact.
0: It does, and that—I mean, what we yeah. always preached was being a republicrat in other words you basically see the benefits of both sides but now i've even i'll go as far as to say don't even participate and when someone tries to make you feel bad for not participating or tries to make you think that you're wrong for essentially trying to rise above all of it just remember that they're probably stuck in this echo chamber that they don't even realize that they are in other words there's they've been manipulated into believing that they are supposed to be paying attention to all of that and really what it is is their psychology has made it so that they get little, and this is the way everything works, right? Your phone, your, um, your anything to do with any news it all triggers little dopamine hits in your in your head and so it's like you guys are jonesing right now i'll just you know right now how many of just from what i just said are just jonesing to check your email or check your twitter feed or check your instagram or check your whatever right it's because all those devices are uh, essentially they trigger a dopamine hit in your brain and the technology itself the interface where you scroll up that actually has been proven to be addictive. Now, did they all design this from the onset to basically be addictive and to take advantage of the little dopamine hit? I don't think they did, to be honest with you. I know a lot of conspiracy theory types do think that all this technology and all these interfaces were designed specifically to try to manipulate people, like you know George Orwell's 1984, but I really don't believe that's true. I just believe that that's actually the interface that works best, and um, it's easiest to use. And if, you know, there is a, obviously an addictive nature to it. But what is there not an addictive nature to? Everything has an addictive nature. You can be addicted to work. Well, you, you, had,
1: you do have coffee on your desk.
0: Yes. Well, it's over here. But yeah, yeah of course I do. Are you saying I'm addicted to coffee? I can quit anytime, right? <laughs> 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 I'm going to I Was writing down my health uh, goals for this year. Trust me, uh, getting off coffee no, was not on the list. I didn't see that. Well, either. but so the point of it is, guys, is you're going to have to, in a lot of ways, be leaders inside your own families. Well, start with yourself. Right, always put your own mask on first, and then your own families and your own communities by not having the conversation, by just not doing it, because there's no way you can have a conversation about politics and yeah, not walk away feeling angry, aggressive, again, partisan. And tribal, and those are not, those are the exact opposite of the emotions that you need to be having to uh, be essentially attracting people to you to be in the mindset of service. You are not in the mindset of service if you feel like your tribe is being attacked, right? So realize that none of this political garbanzo beans has anything to do with what it's going to take for you to be successful from being of service to people in 2021 and on forward. So I strongly encourage all of you, as salacious as it is. As tempting as it is to jump in the deep, shark-infested waters of politics and have those conversations, realize it's just your ego, and it's just basically those but little it's a dopamine It's
1: at the end of the day because it yeah. doesn't really have anything to do with what you're doing. It doesn't.
0: And it furthermore, it actually tears down your potentiality. It takes away from your ability uh, to help other people. Now, I was, I'm, was, uh, um, there's a, a group of, uh, I don't know how to, basically business owners, but they're more than business owners. They're really investors. And I was um, partaking in a conversation. It was yesterday on the beach. Okay, just to throw it out there, I was going <laughs> to hold some of the details back, but I won't. And I was talking to them, or mostly I was listening to see what they were talking about. Because some of them own multiple businesses with, you know, in one case tens of thousands of, of uh, employees, in the, in the businesses. Oh, he's full owner and partial owner. You get the idea of it. And he told me that he's noticing that. Um, in essence that it's almost a competitive advantage in his businesses to have a policy of not being political because all the other companies that they're competing with are so mired in the politics that they're losing sight on their goal, which is, you know, producing great products or services and being of service to their clients. They're still, they're stuck in all of the, again, this sort of social political quagmire. And here's the thing you got to remember. Maybe you don't remember this, or maybe you haven't been paying attention long enough to know this. Um. And I know this is a hard thing to believe, but everything's going to change in the next you know, two years or less, right? Elections come, elections go. Parties fall in favor, parties fall out of favor. Ideas change, expectations change, all these things change. Look how much this society has changed in the last 12 months. So whatever you do, don't plant your flag on any of the current uh, dogma because you might regret it. You most certainly will regret it going forward because you didn't wait long enough to realize um, what I'm saying is probably true. So focus on what your highest and truest purpose is, especially as you're so tempted to talk about all these things. Don't post anything socially. Don't be partisan. Don't repost. Just stay out of the fray and focus on being of service to others. Focus on getting your treasure map done. Focusing on making this your best year ever, that's going to force you to elevate yourself above all the noise, the static, and frankly, the types of behavior and energy you really don't want anything to do with. There's no upside in participating in any of it. Any that's right. Closing Just, thoughts you know, on our meant old- to be
1: It's up to me. Get to work. Yeah.
0: Okay. So (laughs) along along those lines, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) All right. So we're getting back to the podcast. Powerful practices for top producing professionals. And Mrs. Harris, which point are we on? Yes. Well, I
1: think related to what we just talked about. Number five, top producing professionals are stable and low drama. Even in stressful situations, they lead instead of follow. The most successful professionals are versatile That means they're able to handle a variety of situations with different personality styles, and we might throw in with different political views, perhaps with care and skill creating the desired outcome for all of the parties. They're stable, they're low drama, they don't get sucked into it. They I actually take a I talked about that
0: point yesterday okay. after you went to premiere. Oh, but the, gotcha. gist, the gist of it was, and the takeaway I was hoping you guys would have, was remembering the old, it's an old Chinese proverb, right? I believe it is. Of course, don't we always say it's an old Chinese proverb? When right. we don't know. <laughs> so when we can't source <laughs> not sure. it. But it's too soon to tell. And I, I really like that because it keeps your emotions between the lines, which is really the essence of Julie's point there. So by saying it's too soon to tell, Don't celebrate the wins, uh, over celebrate rather, and don't over you know wallow in the losses because it's too soon to tell. You don't know what's going to come from what you have already labeled to be a series of failures, or you don't know what's going to come from what you've already labeled to be a series of successes. So just remember, all these little things, even you know, when you're walking, when you're climbing your success ladder, walking in your path, whatever analogy you want to attach to it, you're gonna have some days where basically you progress more and other days where you take a couple steps back. So on the days you Take a couple steps back if you beat the crap out of yourself chances are you're not going to have the energy or the gumption to take the appropriate actions and take those steps forward to regain that ground. So just remember that. It's too soon to tell. Oh, Julie, it's been the worst day ever. Oh, Julie, the politics. Oh, Julie, my transactions. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's too soon to tell. Take a breath and just remember, this is a long path that you're on. Be patient and don't allow your emotions to get the best of you. And when you do, frankly, you become somebody that other people won't be want to be around. Don't you know people that have, an, I, I would say, a, an inflated uh, reaction to just about everything <laughs> that on the bad and the good, Do you, you probably don't want to be around those people. Well, they're not professionals. They're not going to have what it takes to be of service to other people because they themselves are going to be too up and down on the emotional roller coaster. Next point, Julie.
1: That's it. And number six is also critical. They are clear that their product is profit. That's right. We said it. Your product is profit. Yes, creating clients for life and helping people find their dream homes. That's all true. But at the end of the day, Your top professionals are clear that they're actually running a business, not a nonprofit, but a profitable business. They have profit and loss statements, they file taxes quarterly, they budget, they project, they're very aware of their financial affairs. This is one of the reasons, Tim, that we spend so much time in the Real Estate Treasure Map getting them clear on their current financial situation what it actually takes to run their life, and then what it would cost to move the needle with their goals.
0: So I had a coaching call with uh, LeGrand Elabash today. Yes. And his original goal, and this is when he hired us to be his coach, This was the beginning of last year, was to sell $10 million in real estate and make basically around 300 grand. Mm -hmm. He ended up selling $600,000 in real estate and made close to, I'm sorry, he ended up selling $20 million in real estate and ended up making about 600 grand. Mm -hmm. And so um, what he, and I asked him, and he basically came to us, and he's going to be on our podcast next week. I'm going to do a Zoom with him because I love his before and after story. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, and this is someone who's been extremely successful his whole life, really fantastic gentleman, as you guys will learn. I've had him on the podcast before. He was talking about his time as a... uh, a F-18 a fighter pilot, you know, and has other backgrounds and has other career paths. And what brought him to real estate? And You might want to listen to that. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, every place else. But we're going to talk about specifically what he had to give up in order to gain what he did last year. And it was quite fascinating because it all circulated around the word ego. But here's what I want you to think about. When he and I created his business plan for last year, and this is what I want all of you guys to do, and this is, by, by the way, the essence of the process for the Real Estate Treasure Map, which I want you to download for free. Just text 2021 to eight five five six eight five. 685 855-685-855. 1045. Go ahead and do it now. Your phone's right in front of you. It takes two seconds. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link to download the Real Estate Treasure Map as well as Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and six other books. Oh, sorry, four other books. So there you go. So here's the essence of the treasure map. Number one, you add up basically how much it costs for you to pay your personal bills. And I'm not doing this in the right order, but you'll get the gist of it. Number two, you add up how much it costs to pay your uh, business bills. You're gonna have some you know, annual dues and coaching fees and whatever else you're paying for. Number three, it's going to be basically the money that you need to pay for the extras. Now, extras could fall into two categories. It could be paying off debt, or it could be having fun, or ideally it's both, okay? And then don't forget taxes. And so what we want you to start, so all those things, you have four dis- different distinct buckets. A lot of you guys are also going to have a giving bucket, charity, um, tithing, whatever, okay? So however many buckets you have, four or five, um, and again, this is all laid out with you know fantastic detail in the real estate treasure map, But then what you do is you add all those numbers up and then you divide those numbers by, and hopefully you're paying attention guys, I'm about to decode something for you. You add whatever those numbers up and then you divide them by what your average commission is, your net commission. And then, what you do is that's going to tell you exactly how many houses you have to sell next year to just not just get by, but that's paying your personal overhead, business overhead, that's paying for your, you know, Disney World trip, your whatever debt you want to pay off, some savings, your taxes, and your tithing. Whatever it is that you want to pay for next year, it's all covered with that exact number. Now, here's where the magic comes in. And this is the conversation I had with him today is that he should be focusing, his business right now is still on the buyer side because he's not been in business for maybe two years. and He did 20 million, you guys listening? So he then, um, we said, okay, we want to pivot his, his business to be prominently focused on sellers. And so here's what the recipe was. How, he's gonna do this math for me. How many? You know, Figuring out what his number is, and I, I think, because I did it in my head, I think he has to sell no more, his average sale price is really nice, but I think he has to sell something like 25 houses to essentially accomplish all of his financial goals. Um, And so what he's going to have to do, ideally, is we'll then have to figure out what his magic number is. I know I'm going fast, but this is all laid out in the real estate treasure map. Just text 2021 to 855-685-1045. So here's how it works. If he has to sell, listeners, please listen. If he has to sell essentially two units a month, two houses a month, and they're gonna be listing sides. The question is, is how many listings does he need at all times for him, for essentially the market to sell for him in essence, two houses per month. He and I figured it was only five or six, right? So in his market, and he lives in, uh, where's he live, do you remember? that really mm-hmm. beautiful picturesque area that we absolutely we've only I think we've only driven through it once old buildings in the South Charleston Oh, Charleston, Charleston yeah, South yeah. Carolina that's yeah. right he is in Charleston yeah yes. and so he has to have five or six listings at all times and if he has five or six listings at all times we know statistically it's a ridiculous seller's market at least two of those bad boys are going to go and contract at all times so he's going to meet or exceed his personal goals when he has five listings at all times and those listings you know essentially pricing him right putting them in the lump, MLS will sell themselves. You know, getting a listing contract signed nowadays, you can drive up to the uh, drive through teller at your bank and basically it's almost cashable like cash, right? Like uh, if you want to know what a real cryptocurrency is, it's a listing contract in a market <laughs> like a this. I mean, it really it. is.
1: Well, I mean, yes, well, you have to price it right, but assuming that everything is right, you're right.
0: Okay, you know? so then here's his okay. real. here's where the rubber meets the road. He has to have five or six listings at all times, which means he has to make five or six contacts per day. I just laid out for you the essence of the real estate treasure map. It took Julie and I, I know as simple as it sounds, (laughs) now we're going to essentially disclose the fact that we're real dummies, but it took us tens of thousands of coaching calls to cut through all the normal BS that basically clouds agents' brains to get to the essence of that, which was the real estate magic number. For him, it's going to be five or six. So that means he has to have only five or six uh, listings at all times to meet or exceed all of his financial goals. Now what did I not talk about, buyers? What did I not talk about, branding, websites, social networking? Because he doesn't need any of that crap to have five or six listings at all times. And furthermore, what did I also not talk about? I did not talk about like how you know what na- agents normally talk about. I sold $20 million last year, I'm going to sell 25 or 30 million this year. Well, okay, that's an impressive number, no doubt, but who cares? Who cares if that number is not attached to the actual net profit from your business? Who cares how many houses you sold? Who cares how many people are on your team? Well,
1: Plus, they're most of the time totally guessing at what they need to do.
0: So who cares about all these normal numbers yeah. that agents brag about? Because at the end of the day, if you're not meeting or exceeding your personal financial goals, if you're not actually producing sufficient net profit to have a fantastic financial year, guess what? You are running a non business. And unless you do your business plan, like I just described, you really think you're going to have enough profit left over to basically accomplish all those goals for all those uh, financial buckets? You won't. And that's the fallacy that most agents fall prey to. They think they're going to have enough, quote unquote, profit left over after they basically you know, turn on all the little shiny objects that are all around them, all the little things that flash up that they think they're supposed to spend their money on. And they think that those things are going to be more important, essentially doing more transactions Selling more houses is more important than net profit. That is the recipe for running a nonprofit business and frankly, having a miserable personal life because you're always gonna feel financially insecure. I just gave you the essence of how, frankly, of what to do and what not to do if you wanna have a long-term, ever-increasing levels of success in the real estate business. I broke it down to the simplest of numbers. I hope you guys understood the significance of what we said. Make sure you text 2021 to 855-685-685. 1045 text 2021 to 855-685-1045 and by the way i couldn't have gone through that whole diatribe Mm -hmm. without taking a breath had it not been for coffee
1: (laughs) good point that's right (laughs) okay go ahead it's all about disciplined caffeine that's right okay infusion speaking of discipline numbers point number seven discipline and habits run their business not drama and fire putting out they concentrate on the things that create profit they know the difference between being productive versus just being busy. They spend their daily schedule on lead generation, furiously fast lead follow-up, pre-qualifying prospects. This should say presenting that autocorrected incorrectly. Presenting, negotiating, and closing. Hold on. And they are not schedule adverse.
0: The fact that you spelled that wrong, you're blaming it on autocorrect.
1: I don't know why it turned that into prevention. Hey, maybe because really you spelled weird. it wrong. Uh, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's not the computer. It could be. You're, you're now displaying to tens of thousands of people your little personality quirks.
1: I, well, hey, you know what? I did win the spelling bee in second grade. Oh, so. <laughs> in second grade? <laughs> I just, well, okay. What was true. the word
0: that caused you to win the spelling bee? Thorough. Thorough? Oh, I just learned to spell that like two weeks ago, so I'm not going <laughs> to make fun of you anymore. Okay. Well, All right. anyway,
1: that, that was kind of similar to point number six. Let's go into number eight, because I think that this gets to your point about Legrand. Focus. Yes. F-O-C-U-S, stands for follow one course until successful. The top professionals don't give up so fast. They don't use language like try, maybe, might, see how it goes, give it a shot. They're committed to making it work, whether it's big picture, which is making a career in real estate, or smaller projects like creating a past client follow-up system. They are relentless. And in the case that you just made for Legrand, which is what any real estate professional needs to be doing, and don't skip that step. The focus is on the magic number. That's it. I mean that that's it sounds oversimplified, but assuming that you did the math and to get there, it really does get down to that.
0: It is fascinating how not just in real estate, but in life mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. everybody wants everything to be more, more complicated. Absolutely. I think that's a function of ego. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all these, no, here we are basically the beginning of the year. Doesn't it, does it feel like January 8th or does it already feel like we're like significantly? We've had a really <laughs> busy like flipping week, week, haven't we? It's,
1: yeah, the, the week feels like a month.
0: Yeah, it does. Well, We yeah. got a lot done though. We got, yeah, in eight days. So yeah. listen, uh, why is everyone want everything to be so complicated? What well, is it I think about- it's
1: an excuse. So they don't have to do the I focus think work.
0: I think it's simpler than that. Hmm. It's like the magic number. Everything is, it, when boiled down, comes down to the most simplest, clearest answer. Yeah. Okay, and the answer is, as far as why people think want to be more complicated than they are, mm-hmm. is because, well, you, maybe you were just touching on it, right? Because they don't want to do what they don't want to do. That's it. Know, They don't want to do the real work. They don't well, want to do what they do It's like don't...
1: there has to be some other answer there. Right. I, I must, you know, I must have to take 10 more steps. And then when I think about it must be so complicated, then it's easy to procrastinate because it's going to be too hard. The
0: essence of everything, it doesn't matter what it is, always comes down to the simplistic, uh, the simplest of answers. So like when you're trying to figure out, what was it, Occam's razor, right? When mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out the uh, the truth about something, look for the most obvious answer. In most cases, that's the truth. But yet, right. when you talk to real estate agents, they talk about funnels and landing pages yeah. and squeeze pages and drip campaigns. And they talk about all this complicated social networking stuff. And one thing feeds the other thing over the other thing over the other other thing. Why do you want it to be so complicated? It doesn't have to be so complicated. Well, and what those is, are the
1: same agents that claim that they have 2,000 leads too. Exactly. But, but they're not leads. They're just...
0: But the point of it is, yeah. is, is, is it because you guys don't know that it doesn't have to be that complicated? Or is it because you feel guilty or you're somehow confused with the fact that it is very simple to make money in real estate and that maybe you're look uh, confused about that? But it really probably is, in my opinion, because you're listening, you're not media free when it comes to all the people trying to sell you crap in real estate. And you think just because there's all these vendors out there selling all these shiny objects to you, you think that somehow that validates their business model, just the very fact they're in business. It doesn't. These guys, these marketers, they come and go. They're just basically carpetbaggers trying to sell you guys whatever it is, and they come back six months later and try to sell you something else. If you've not been in the business long enough yet to realize that, know that it's true. And real estate follows a lot of very predictable trends. There's the branding trend. There's the team trend. There's the this trend and the the other trend. These are all people who have come to the market uh, to sell you guys stuff, knowing that most agents are discerning enough to know bullshit from the truth, and so they end up basically thinking that the bullshit is the truth. The truth is, at the end of the day, the more people you help accomplish, their goals in life in general, but in real estate specifically, the more money you're going to have. It's that simple. There's the direct correlation between the number of people in life that you've helped accomplish their goals and the amount of goals that you're going to experience the accomplishment of yourself. And it's not more complicated than that. The real estate uh, magic number. You guys heard what I said. How many of you all of a sudden immediately wanted to complicate it? I bet you, virtually all of you, you got to set that thinking aside because it's preventing you from actually accomplishing the financial and frankly, personal goals that you want to in life. I was about to say you deserve to in life, but I'm not sure if you do deserve to accomplish your goals. You have to earn the right to be of service to other people. And the only way you do that is if you've earned the skill set that those people are willing to pay for.
1: That's right. Two more points. Number nine, top professionals are goal achievers, not just goal setters. They relentlessly pursue what is important to them in a systematic way following the quote smart rules of goal setting goals have to be specific measurable attainable realistic and timely that's both smart by the way specific measurable attainable realistic and timely they are not weird about being quote out of balance at times in order to reach those goals they understand That to do anything meaningful, you are going to temporarily be out of balance on some things.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we talked about in this podcast, um, you know, it is kind of funny, Julie, when you and I started coaching 20 years ago, basically, there was all the, you know, zeitgeist was all about balance and somehow through this magical, mystical woo woo sauce, you're supposed to, you know, spread all over your life. You're supposed to somehow have an equal amount of, you know, 20% for personal, 20% for your family, 20% for all these, you know, somehow you're supposed to allocate all your energy towards an equal, you know, what would it be? A delimination of all these particular activities, which is a bunch of Mickey Mouse guys. It never works that way. You're supposed to be out of balance. Trying to be in balance is what causes you to be stressed. And as you're trying to achieve specific goals, and it doesn't matter what it is, if it's in specifically financial, because that's where most of you guys need to be focusing, you're going to be out of balance in the other categories. And we talk a lot about in our coaching, in our coaching program. And we talk about, frankly, in our book, Harris Rules, it's available everywhere. And those of you who are texting me pictures of you going to burn. And Noble and get the book. I love those pictures. Uh, By the way, if you guys want to text me, um, always remember it goes directly to my cell phone. I'm looking at it. It's 512 758 0206. 512 758 0206. And also remember if you guys are looking to, uh, if you're trying to choose who your EXP sponsor is going to be at EXP Realty, Julie and I are involved with EXP Realty. We would love to be your sponsors. Text me directly at 512 758 0206.
1: That's right. And if you happen to be traveling and you see the book in an airport, we really appreciate those fun pictures as well. So take a look at the airport bookstores. Those are the ones I like best because I love seeing
0: them discover the book when they're on some sort of vacation that they paid for from having actually been, you know, diligent agents and being successful. That really makes me feel fantastic. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So keep them coming, guys. All right. Point number 10, and we're going to round this out because this is the point that includes all the other points. I wrote down communication. The unifying factor which runs through all of our previous traits of top producers is communication, communication most importantly with themselves, the ability to be introspective, to understand their own strengths and weaknesses, to create discipline supporting their goals, and of course, communication with clients, prospects, even their family. They don't assume or guess, they ask good questions. They have listening skills and they succeed as a result.
0: Basically, if you want to break that down to the practical, they follow scripts. They originally read or followed scripts that were pre-written. And so here's how scripting actually works. Yes, we want you to use scripts. And if you feel some sort of, I didn't mute my computer. If you feel some kind of, you know, absolute negative sort of reaction to the word script, let me just help you get past it. We want you to use our scripts, and scripts are nothing more than conversational outlines, but we want you to, I mean, memorize and internalize are in essence the same word, but then we want you to personalize the script. What a lot of you guys try to do is you then go right to personalize and you never actually have memorized, you've never actually internalized. So memorizing the words and then internalizing the context in the meaning of the words. Understanding that the questions in a really good script are written in a specific order because they're trying to help you get your client to the desired result, helping them essentially cut through their own mental and emotional malaise to make good you know, thought-provoking you know, decisions and moving the conversation forward. You get a sale, right? That's what a script is. And then we do want you to personalize our scripts. Because, you know, you're going to be in different parts of the country and you're going to be talking to different sorts of people. And, you know, if you're in the South, you're going to talk a little bit slower and you're going to say y'all and you're going to, I mean, we lived in Texas and when we were in Texas, we said y'all, right? I mean, so you're going to have to be uh, willing to memorize and internalize, but then personalize the scripts. But I'm going to say it for a third time. You, most of you will jump to the personalizing of the script and you're never going to actually learn how to uh, use the script. And Julie, I want you to, in today's show, talking about what happens if you basically hack together uh, a script, like frankly, you learned the hard way. You'd hack, Julie is a classical music uh, musician, played in orchestras and whatnot, and tell them your piano well, experience.
1: Well, yeah, so I was always more of a, uh, I played flute and piccolo. That was my main thing, and, I, and a lot of musicians take piano as a bass, and I took piano lessons from my flute teacher, and I had no idea whether that was any good or not. I just thought I was doing the right thing. But ultimately, after 10 or 15 years of that, when I went to study with somebody who was an actual piano rock star, you know, like has a whole Dude, show. Dude, it was, it was
0: more than 10 or 15 years, wasn't it? How old were to. you? You I were mean, in your mid-30s, annoying. weren't you? Yeah, that's right. No,
1: I mean, after years of, of taking from a non-professional pianist, right. right? I had no idea that I had all these weird workarounds and hacks and that... That made everything I, um, harder. It was so much harder. In fact, I really never liked piano that much because... And I didn't realize that this was why, is because it was harder than it should have been. And then when I took piano from somebody who actually went to Juilliard for piano and graduated and now has a Cirque du Soleil show. um, As
0: in his own. His
1: own, all over the world, um, you know, massive difference, okay? Like, things where I would actually be kind of pissed when I find found out, like, how could I have been screwing that up for 20 years? But
0: the point is, is like, no. you look, you listen to these agents. It, it's because
1: I tried to do it myself. I tried to, like, work things hack out. out. Yeah. it
0: out. But you listen to these agents that, you know, oh, buyers are liars, and that, blah, 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 blah. No, guys, no, 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 no. no. The consumer, I mean, it's I'm not, not gonna fault. say the consumer's never wrong, because they're wrong a lot. But the reality of it is, is that you just don't yet know how to pre-qualify them. You don't know what questions to ask. And even if you know the questions to ask, you don't know the context of the questions. So you don't know the significance of the answers. So you have not yet learned. Well, some
1: of them don't even know the questions exist. Exactly. We tell them. This comes out a lot in Premier Coaching, I have yeah, to course. say. Of course when they bring situations, because some of what we do on Premier is like working out what the next step is and, and communication and scripting and all these things. It's a lot of whack-a-mole. It's a lot of whack-a-mole, right? Yeah. And it, so what is, they get into these situations and I'll ask them, well, tell me what your seller's motivation is. And a lot of times they can't tell me because they didn't use the pre-qualification script, right? right? Or they were winging it or they forgot or they didn't write it down, they didn't ask it the right way, they didn't actually get an the, answer. There's
0: so many landmines right? that these guys can walk into. Sometimes
1: they don't into. even know if they're also
0: yeah. Well, how about this? Sometimes they don't know what the balances are in the seller's mortgage. Oh, well, that's
1: a big one. That's I know, a big especially
0: one. now because sellers have been borrowing oh, big, yeah. a lot of states, not every state, but a lot of I states know. people are using their just like back in the day in the housing crash. I had
1: one uh, yesterday, the day before, where they're like two days from closing and oh my gosh, there's three liens on the house. Yeah. Well, you know, you, that's part of the pre-qualification script is asking aside from the first mortgage, what else is against the house? And even in the pre-qualification script, it also reminds them how many sellers this is crazy to me. They think the HELOC, this, the home equity line of credit, isn't actually a lien. Well, this gets I, back. I, I mean, it's just asking questions.
0: But this gets back to like most agents listening to us would say, well, that's because the seller didn't tell you the truth about the debt. No, it's no. because you didn't ask the questions and they were counting on you as an expert to ask the right question. Well, what
1: do you get paid for? It's but, not their
0: job. You imagine going to a doctor and like the doctor's trying to like, you know, solve problems and you don't like the doctor just walks in there just and he just takes a look at you and goes, well, you obviously need, you know, whatever you need. He never actually, Ask you questions to try to figure right. out what you're talking about. Like he always
1: is. prescribes the same amount, same exactly. stuff to everybody because that's faster and more. Exactly. Efficient. You must have
0: a busted toe. Yeah. Even though you're walking right. in there with like an eyeball hanging out. Exactly. Is you it know? the
1: patient's fault?
0: Right. No, it's the doctor's fault. You guys are the doctor in this analogy yeah. if we've lost you on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, but that's what scripting is. It doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be rote. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable. But you do, to your point, you do have to learn the questions and understand why you're asking the questions in order for you to actually be able to personalize it. You can't skip that step.
0: The only reason that someone wouldn't take seriously, what we just presented to them, specifically this point we're drilling down on now, Mm -hmm. is because they're hobbyists and they're not taking their business seriously. And if you guys are hobbyists not taking your business seriously, you're gonna get hobby level results Which means you're not going to get really any results. If you're not taking this seriously, here's where, frankly, you should see that it's a little bit morally challenged. If you're not learning how to be of service to people, if you're not actually learning the proper, correct way to ask tough questions, to help solve people's problems, and then you assume their business, you take that listing, you work with that buyer, and you are, in essence, not competent or as competent as you otherwise could have been just because you basically are hacking it together, you're kind of doing, not kind of, you're doing a disservice to that customer, aren't you?
1: Well, I would go so far as to say it could be malpractice because... At, at some point you're kind of lying to them that yep. you know what you're doing you're kind of full it's, of crap but
0: you know the, the okay now we're really going to drill down on something yeah. interesting mm-hmm. but we're in this era of this fake expert thing yeah. which is disgusting mm-hmm. like the whole everybody is an expert at something right there's this whole like uh you know motivational speaker guru everyone can be an expert someone can be a you, know, you can all be coaches you can, well the and,
1: influencer thing where yeah. you can show up to a set and make it look like that's your private jet exactly I mean, give me a break
0: and look how many people called themselves real estate coaches, yet they've never sold real estate before. One of our biggest competitors has never sold real estate before and he calls himself a real estate coach.
1: Ever, like never licensed, kind of not sold real estate. Not
0: just like licensed, then just gave it up, like never had a license, never warmed the halls of a real estate school, ever. And yet he calls himself a real estate coach. How does that make sense to you? And yet you guys do business with people like that. You need to learn to be discerning. So when you don't get the results that you think you deserve, even when you are are taking what you perceive to be the right steps, it does come back to it being your fault for for you not pre-qualifying who you choose to listen to. So it's 2021. It's a new year we do firmly believe, and you can listen to our um, predictions podcast that we did, we did four of them, that the next really probably five years is going to be one of the most incredible runs of real estate ever. Jules and I have been in this business, uh, frankly, all of our adult lives. You know, we've been married 30 years this year and almost all of those years we've been in the real estate business. And I cannot remember a time when I personally, and Julia, I think you're right there with me, Mm -hmm. have been so excited. And all our coaches and all of our staff, we are seeing the same thing. And frankly, all the other people I listen to that we trust, they're all seeing the same thing. The greatest run of real estate is here. You are in the right place at the right time Now, it's imperative that you take the right measures and the right steps. And guys, it might be January 8th and you might be telling yourself you've got the rest of the year to get your act together. You're already probably 60 days behind where you should, maybe 90 days behind where you should be this year. If you've not yet completed your real estate treasure map, do the simple smart thing. Text 2021 to 855-685-1045. Text 2021, the numbers, 2021 to 855-685-1045. In the meantime, we're going to have a fun Sunday special podcast. I've got some Looney Tunes stuff to share with all <laughs> Good, you guys. Good, i collecting things too. Yeah, our uh, Sunday podcast is where Julie and I defrag from the week and sort of you know Warning. P- warning. <laughs> yeah. We talk about whatever crazy stuff we come across. Never politics. Nope. Never Not politics. Gonna do it. Please remember, guys, avoid political conversations. They're gonna be all over the place this weekend. Avoid it. I challenge you. And I also challenge you to get your real estate treasure map done. Text twenty twenty one to eight five five six eight five ten forty five. I'll talk with you on the show, as will Julie on Monday. Oh no, on Sunday. Thanks, guys.